when we are born, when we're created, right, we are giving um, dominion. Mm. We have a power within us already. We have skill sets that naturally, everybody has this natural thing that you're able to do. Now, let's take this natural thing that comes natural to you that does that's not natural to me. Let's monetize that. That solves a problem for me. Welcome back to another episode of Monetize with Marcus. I'm your host, Marcus Wairoja. Y'all are in trouble, trouble. I get a chance today to interview someone that I heard a old school Renaissance philosopher refer to another man during the Renaissance era as a friend of his mind. That I've got to say, the person I get to interview today is a friend of my mind. I watch him sometimes on social media and be like, did this dude look at the notes on my phone? He say things that I'm thinking, and sometimes I'm mad I ain't say it first. But he's he's a friend of mine, a colleague of mine. I can't wait to see what we do together. So without further ado, I get to introduce my friend, my brother, Let's Words yeah. Taylor. Salute, What's up, salute, my man. dude? How you feeling, bro? Man, life yeah. life is good. Yeah, and I will tell you, I say the same thing about you. I get either mad that <laughs> I didn't say it first, or I'm like, bro, he just, did he steal my stuff, right? Right. That's why I said that. You know what I'm saying? So, no, I love it. I love your content as well, man. So, man, I, I'm, I am definitely a fan. Here's, here's how I would start it out. Mm-hmm. I would ask the question, you know, long before we get into how all this came to be. Yeah. In your heart of hearts, I always talk to my clients about their client soulmate, yeah. the people that they feel like their business, their ideas, their pain was put here to serve. Who yeah. would you say that is for you? For sure, um, entrepreneurs. Uh, now, in marketing, you know, we can start niching down, and I can say entrepreneurs that have courses or coaching programs, but my heart of heart is for that entrepreneur, that aspiring or that is current, that has a desire to create their own income, mm-hmm. that has a de- desire to be self-sufficient. You know, so like when I was growing up, my father never had a job. So entrepreneurship has always been ingrained into me. I have a love for it to like, and he's, this is something that he's always taught me. Like whatever you do, you put yourself in the best position where you don't have to rely on somebody else to pay your bills wow. or take care of your family. Wow. That was huge for me. So everything we did he was bringing his own, like Damon Dash. I'm bringing my own money to the table. I'm bringing my own ideas. I'm I'm flipping the bill. So that's what I knew. And we were trying to force ourselves into a system. Like that's why I went to college because he was like, oh well, people were telling him like, yo, you need to make sure your son get to college. What if that doesn't work out? But he had already instilled into me the system that worked for him. So you know, now my love for entrepreneurship is there. Like I want. Everybody should experience it. Everybody, bro. What do you What do you say to that person who's asking, like, what's the first step? Like, you found your niche, which we'll get into. Yeah. You found your space. Yeah, you yeah. found whose pain, feelings affect you. So yeah. when we talk about your client, soulmate, it's entrepreneur, specifically because of your upbringing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to the person who does feel like like someone tried to guide you in a different direction, yeah. hey, you need a fallback plan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Should an entrepreneur have a fallback plan, or what, <laughs> what, what should that look like? I think, um, yeah, your fallback plan is adjusting, <laughs> is adjusting the plan that you have, being able to adjust the direction that you're going. That's the fallback, right? So I think when we are born, when we're created, right, we are giving um, dominion. Mm. We have a power within us already. We have skill sets that naturally, everybody has this natural thing that you're able to do. Now, Let's take this natural thing that comes natural to you that does that's not natural to me. Let's monetize that. That solves a problem for me. Like my wife, bro. Listen, my wife handles like the the legal stuff. She she knows how to to talk to to, to lawyers and she's the CPA. All of that stuff. She reads. Like if we put her in a room full of books, bro, she would tear through that whole room. <laughs> that's that would be heaven for her. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's a skill set. That's a gift, right? And so now it's like we can monetize her gift. Mm-hmm. We can we can now somebody else like me, I'm like, I don't wanna I'm not reading the book. I'll listen to audio and I'll get my nugget and then I'm gone. Yeah. But however, she's gonna get the full information and she makes sound decisions based off of data, based off of black and white. We can monetize that. Each one of us have a skill, like you have a the ability to influence people with your voice. Mm. How you talk, 
how you put messages together, how you teach and give people clarity. We can monetize that. Yeah. So all of us have these skill sets within us that other people don't naturally have. Now you have to use your skill set and start solving the problems for the other people. God has made it so I need you and you, you you need me. Yeah. It's designed that way already. So like, why are we fighting it? So do I need a backup plan on my gift that is naturally me? No. Yeah. Like, where I'm, where I'm back? It's in, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. What am I going to do? I'm going to suppress. And this is what people will start doing. They're going to suppress the gift. The backup plan that you're doing is you now living an adaptive lifestyle. Boy, you're talking heavy. You suppressing. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you're like, okay, my backup plan is if my gift doesn't work like I need it to, then I'm just going to do this and not use my gift. I'm going to let somebody else tell me how to use it. Do you feel, <laughs> do you feel that everybody can monetize their gift? I think if, if so here's the thing. Yes, in the sense of I think everybody may not want to be an entrepreneur, but yes, they can monetize their gift. Your gift may be serving mm-hmm. for another company or agency or things like that. It's all about like how you choose to to monetize that that gift. So I think yes, you everyone can. Does everyone desire to? No. And I'm not forcing you to. I'm just letting you know that you can. <laughs> let's 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 press for wine, right? Okay. Before words was has this level of clarity, this level of awareness, this level of gift, ability, and we'll get into all the people you've worked with. Right, right. What did you have like what did you have to believe? What did you have to overcome to get started? So look, one of the things I've I've said, I did the live the other day and I was like on on live, um, I was like, Y'all think entrepreneurship is about money? You think entrepreneurship about money? I, no, money is the result of entrepreneurship. The first thing you have to do is learn to get wins against yourself. Entrepreneurship is going to bring out every everything that you've been hiding from. You now have to face it in this journey. You're so, doing it again. In, in my notes for my challenge today. That, you see that? That's Come how on. Come on. Like literally the question is Cuz you know. Cuz you know. Yeah. Like we we're, we're the same in this, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm literally on some like rejection. I ain't know that I dealt with rejection. Well, in entrepreneurship, you got to sell your product. You got to get online. What you always thinking in your head? What if no one shows up? What if no one watches my content? What if no one buys? I have to overcome that. You have to overcome this feeling of wanting to quit. You just get to see how how much stamina you have for yourself and your dreams and all of this stuff. You get to see um, your resentment level. Yeah. Because now. You, you're resenting your mom. Now you're going to bring that into the entrepreneur journey. If a customer doesn't do what you want, now you're resenting customers. Now you can't provide good customer service because you have everything that you're hiding from, you're going to have to face that in this entrepreneur journey. What did you have to conquer? Bruh, first of all, um, rejection. Yeah. Um, so I, uh, and I, always, I say this, but my mother always says, like, son, can you tell them how we're doing now? And so let me say that, you know, we're, we're great now, but my mother wasn't a part of my life. At seven, um, she was using drugs and, you know, she wasn't a part of my life. So I dealt with a lot of resentment, anger, rejection. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, when I was fully into this, going to my wife and I was like, babe, we're going to make a million dollars off this. And then we're, I'll do the launch and she's like, how do we do? I'm like, don't ask <laughs> like, if I didn't tell you, you know what I'm saying? Why are you asking? Yeah, yeah. And so I would get angry at her. But the reason why I was really mad, not necessarily because I didn't make money, because I felt like that meant I was the problem, that once again, they weren't choosing me. Wow. So now I got to overcome this to try to launch again. I got to launch again going into it with rejection. And now I got to get put out content and get on live, and I got to deal with the rejection again. Okay, man, there's only three people that got on my live. Nobody shared it. That's that rejection was the was biggest thing that I had to overcome. Insecurities about myself. So, like, you know, me not wanting to initially get on live because or do videos, period, because I'm like, oh man, people are not gonna receive from a big guy. I'm because I, I initially started doing motivation. People are not gonna want to receive from me and all this stuff. I'm gonna become a meme and all of these other things. Yeah. And so, like, bro, there was so much. And what I what I love is that the result, 
like we we make money now and we have things now but it's not it's the result of me winning against myself it's the result of me waking up and winning those battles first and then you get to get to this money and if so happen if you so happen to make money out the gate you still those challenges still gonna be there because now how do you keep the money yeah how do you sustain it how do you grow it how do you build a company so all of those things that you thought you were avoiding and you're gonna look they may look at this podcast and i ain't gotta do none of that let's let's check after you got the money let's check your bank account now yeah let's see how them taxes are doing let's look you know what i'm saying let's let's check some stuff and you're gonna see that you still out to face that Man, what you're saying is so true. I always make the statement, uh, you can't grow a business bigger than you grow yourself. Mm. Right? Like the the, the thought that the entire, if you were building a duplex or skyscraper, it's built on the foundation of who you are. Absolutely. Right? So all of us deal with that at some level. Yeah. Whether it is the, cli- the client complaint. And what, because we didn't get into this for money, we care so much yeah. that it actually bothers us if people don't like something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yep, if yep. they're unhappy. So, like, taking us back to the beginning, take me back to your start. Like, when we were building that foundation, we started in motivational speaking, then we moved towards this space. Like, take me back to that foundation. Well, we started in spoken word poetry. Okay, take me to that. Before we go there, let me ask you this. Because when I look at you, I can look at you online, and I'm like, okay, he's got the good beard. (laughs) <laughs> but okay. you know sometimes god he's don't got, bless you he's for you, you know? he's, <laughs> he's got the, he, he's got the good beard i can i can see the trips i can see the cars i can see good looking brother all of those things um i may i may have a perce- perception with you like see if i had all of those things mm. he didn't have to over what did he have to overcome yeah. So let me the question you just gave me let me put that back on you just for the for the sake of me understanding the answer as well what did you have to overcome in the entrepreneur journey in order for you to get? Because somebody else may look at you and say, yeah. you got everything, bro. If I had your hand, yeah, I would make it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, number one, it's a phenomenal question. I got to take you back to two things. I didn't, I've been entrepreneur since before I knew what entrepreneurship was. Okay. Right? So I grew up Panama City, Florida, small neighborhood. Okay. I sold gold. I grew up 80s baby. Okay. I grew up in the 90s. I sold gold caps. Where you can buy, come to Atlanta, buy a whole oh. case of them, and they can put the single ones on. Yeah, there. for the teeth. I right. sold do rags right. back when Nelly and all of them was how I'm living. So yeah. I sold. I was one of the few that had the split ones. This half <laughs> one color, half the other color. So I would buy them in Atlanta. I would come Beaufort Highway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come up here with my mother twice a year, or for summer, I would take all my money. And I didn't know it as entrepreneurship. I just knew I could take a hundred dollar allowance, mm. buy something, and sell it. That's Both good. my parents are pastors. I looked and noticed when conferences would happen, you know, they're going to feed the pastors, but the pastor's kids are sitting outside. Yeah. I had a candy store. Mm-hmm. So when the, when the church mom was going to buy food to cook that night, I would ask for $50 or $100 from my mother to go and buy candy, Vienna sausage, those cups of noodles you can yeah. just add water and yep, warm up. Yep, come on. Borrow the microwave from downstairs, and I realized every night I was selling out. Bro, you had a whole system, (laughs) production. Every night of the conference, I'm selling out. And my mother taught me a valuable lesson about investing back in the business. If she gave me 100, I had to give her that back. Like, no doubt about it. Uh Uh-uh, where's my money back? You can't can't have me give you 100, you make money, and keep that. Mm. Right? So I'm 11, 12, 13. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know if it was entrepreneurship, but I knew whatever that is. I want, I want that. I want it. I sold linen outfits to the tacky church folks when they dress like their wife. My wife got a purple, got a purple dress, so I need a purple linen linen oh, suit. Oh man, I right? remember those days. <laughs> right? With the purple shoes. Now, in terms of what I had to overcome, before I knew what it was, I was fine. When I realized what it was, That's it. the insecurities of I felt like I had a gift of communication. But the first time I spoke was in in a church setting. My father put me on the spot. He said, son, you got a gift. He sat down in the middle of church, hundreds of people there, and said, we're not going to move forward until you get up here and speak. It's time for you to walk out your purpose. Now, imagine how awkward it is, five minutes, eight minutes, ten minutes, and he wouldn't get up. And the whole church went from clapping to aggravated on a Sunday morning, like, all right, come on. (sighs) I get up and speak, and it's that feeling of embarrassment, excitement at the same time. Yeah. Of course, they, oh, you did so well. I go in the bathroom, and outside of the bathroom, I hear a group of women Oh, my God, that was awful. I hope he don't let him speak. Oh. Now, this is, uh, they might watch this, but these are women who raised me. 
Wow. So their voice actually mattered to me. Yeah, absolutely. I sat in that bathroom crying so long and did, and was too embarrassed to open the door because I didn't want yeah. them to see that I could hear them. Yeah, yeah. So I just stayed in there until they left. Yeah, yeah. And from that moment on, everything else I did that. was from that broken place. Dang, that's <clears throat> Right? That's so good. to overcome, that's my good. greatest fear with speaking is, will I have enough to say? Yeah. Then it, then it, then it is, will people receive me? Will yeah, people hear me? So I led with, even with money, I led with the thought of what people will think. And you can't be creative if I have their imaginary thoughts and mine at the same time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So overcoming that changed the game and you continue to battle with it yeah. throughout the years. Yeah. You know, yeah. as you grow, no matter how big you get, no matter how many books you write, places you go, and, I, and you still battle with it at this level. You got to think we're around some of the same friends. Yeah, yeah. The moment you thought we thought six figures a month was good, we got right. our friends like, that's all you did, man. I did two right. million. You like, bro, when when did the finish line move to two million a month? Right. Listen, <laughs> I literally, I um, uh, I remember uh, him five hundred. Yeah. I call him and I said, bro, I just did my first six figure month ever, and we're on the uh, we're on the phone, and he's like, that's what's up. I just bought a plane. <laughs> I hung up. <laughs> I texted. He this is true, sir. I texted. I said, bro, don't ever do that again. Share my moment, and then we need to hang up, and then you call me back and say, I bought a plane. Yeah, All right? yeah. I said, now, I'm going to need you to give me back some emojis <laughs> for my six-figure month. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. And then we could talk about your plane. Because at that moment, I'm like, okay, there's there's levels to this. You know, and you're excited about the level you just hit, and then you look around. And, you know, part of this, the insecurity, bro, uh, was not believing that you know, I think every entrepreneur, for some reason, we've put the the epitome of entrepreneurship as six figures in a year, 10, 10K a month. And that's what I was, you know, when I was joining network marketing businesses, they were like, oh, you want to get to that 10K month? And and then when you finally get there, it's like, it don't feel it don't feel who, like you thought it would feel. Who made this the goal? Because <laughs> 10K is not really 10K anyway. No. Let's be clear on no. that. Okay. With the overhead and the you know paying out taxes, all that it's not really ads to get the customer. Like. All of that stuff. So I'm like, who made this the goal? However, there was still an insecurity that I can even hit that. Yeah. You know, because you like I've never seen money like that. I've never seen anybody take that much money and and then go do something with it and produce. So when you haven't been in an environment that can see it, of course, when you go into entrepreneurship, there's a level of insecurity, and the insecurity could be from lack of experience. You may be secure in, like, how you look physically, and some entrepreneurs out there, like, I feel like I, you know, you look good, you're smart, but then the, the insecurity of, I've never done this. Yeah. So there's a fear there. And then when you finally hit this goal, like, when we hit our um, 10K months or whatever, and then you get there and you're like, man, who taught me to think this small? There's a 50K a month uh, mountain over there. And then you're like, Oh, there's a hundred K. And then you look and you're like, there's a million dollar a month mountain. Wait a minute. You, you're making a million dollars in a month. And then you look far, far. You like, no, <laughs> you made a million dollars in a day in a day. Twice. Tw you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? I'm like, right. who, who taught me to tent? Who made this go right here? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I get that we have to reach certain levels first, but just, I'm one to just show me the whole vision and then tell me, hit this first, go here, go here, go here. Yeah. Cause I came into this with a level of like, I've never seen anything like this. How, how did you get into it? Um, so it, it literally, it came from a place of, I was I was working at this job. Um, I quit school, so I was like, and both of these these two people I went to college with, right? So I'm walking across stage, but I'm not really graduated. They had it in school. They had it where if you had 20 credits left, you can walk across the stage. You know, 20 or less, you can yeah. walk across the stage, and then you just gotta, you know, what I'm saying, you just gotta finish the other. I didn't finish the other semester. Because a guy was like, listen to this. The guy, I was um, doing spoken word poetry, and I'm pitching my program. I'm like, I'm about to make money doing poetry. And I did, but I started pitching programs, and I went into this company, and I pitched it. And they were like, yep, we're going to take your program. We'll pay you $1,000 a month to do it. I'm like, shoot. Okay, cool. I do the program. They come back, and they're like, listen, 
Here's what we're going to do. We want you to open up a branch of our company in Ames, Iowa, where you are. And what we'll do is we'll pay you $50,000, $54,000 a year. And we'll give you a percentage once the company's up and going. I said, you you bring on my wife and pay her the same thing. I'll do it. So we're making $108,000. And I'm thinking, balling. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. $108,000 a year, balling. I was enrolled in school for that semester. And I'm like, I'm out. I'm not finishing school. I'm making 100000 That's the epitome. That's what everybody wants. And so you didn't need a degree to do the job. And then after a year, you know, like, we bought a house. We're buying cars. We're getting crown molding on the walls. <laughs> bro. I'm, t- I'm, I'm going in, okay? Yeah. All the stuff I've seen on TV. You know how they got the little squares on the wall? Yeah. And I'm like, I want all of that. All right, and this is expensive stuff. There's no furniture in the house, but I'm getting crown molded. <laughs> you hear me? Okay. No furniture. No, we can't even sit in the living room. But so I did it and we didn't even have time to get the house going because after a year, the job, the state made a mandate. It was like, yo, you need a degree to do this job. And I'm thinking, oh man, they're going to fight for me. You know, um, later I find out that they were, but I'm like, they're going to fight for me. They're going to grandfather me. And I've been doing this already a year. And instantly, bro, after three months, they let me go. We go from a hundred thousand dollars um, to now I'm on unemployment getting $250 a week. Oh, geez. So we have this house. We built a lifestyle around this. And for the first time, I was in a position where I did exactly what my father told me not to do. I put myself in a position where I had to rely on somebody else to provide for my family. And after, you know, we had a daughter. We're five months old. Um, my daughter was five months old, my wife. And I remember we came home and the water was off. My wife looks at me like, what are we going to do? And I'm like. We got to give up the house. So we went to, as during this process, we had to go to food pantries. We're going to check in the cash places. You probably don't know about these places. You, you've been you've been getting money out here for a while. So, uh, But places where I got to borrow money yeah. to, to pay the bills. And finally, a friend, uh, my friend Sahai, was like, look, we just bought our house. You all could, y'all could have our basement, you know, while you get on your feet. So we end up staying there for four months uh, while we're trying to get there. I'm talking about embarrassed meaning like they would say yo come up y'all can have dinner you of course my my wife and i wife would go up i would stay downstairs i would eat when everybody else went to bed like Mm -hmm. i don't want you to see me look at me you know and it was just so much shame and uh finally i googled all right how do i make money online fast that was my google and um i found this guy james wetmore and he's teaching about funnels like and this is like 2013 14 so this is when funnels is really just coming out there right and so he's like um and this is on youtube he's like oh you want to take them here you want to take them to and back then it was calling them squeeze pages yeah right you take them to a squeeze page you get the email you do send them this you send these videos and all that and then you pitch them price and i'm like this doesn't work as i bought the stuff I'm like, this, this This wouldn't work as I'm pulling out my card and buying the stuff yeah. that he said. So I'm doing it now, and that's when uh, I literally started. I came out with digital products at that point, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm about to try it. I'm trying it. So I sold ebooks. I was selling ebooks and and PDF downloads, all the stuff that they tell you to start doing. When you first free. start. Yeah, yeah, when you first start. I'm selling all these things, not making any money. And then it wasn't until um, I got with uh, somebody else, um, Mike and Robin, where they was like, your gift is your voice. You And they were like, no disrespect, you don't write the same way. Like, when I read this, but when I talk to you, I don't get that same feeling. I don't get the same experience. He was like, don't do anything else. You don't sell ebooks, PDFs, none of that stuff. Everything you do, you use your voice. And I was like, bet so i created this 90 day power move it was 97 dollars, and for the first time uh, i sold 30 i made three thousand dollars and i was like man we made it (laughs) we made it you know and so from there i was starting to understand my flow of how to get people to engage how to i i only did 
live video I did. Uh, I went live on Facebook where I was going live five times a week. Every single day I went live. Every single day I put out pre-recorded video. I was like, he told me to use my voice. I'm using my voice. And then it just so happened that I met another young lady, Kim Luna, and she was like, she was teaching people how to put that voice into webinars. And I was like, she put in a group that we were in. She was like, hey, y'all, I just made $60,000 in a day. Wait a minute. I quit school for $54,000 a year. Yeah. You made $60,000 in a day? What are you doing? And she invited, like, I'm doing a live training. And as she's doing a live training, I'm like, what is this? I asked her, what is this that we're in? And she's like, this is called a webinar. And I said, I need to be doing webinars. I, her program was $2,400. And then my wife will tell you this. We had just started getting on our feet. I don't have the $2,400. I remember being at the house, and I'm on the couch, and I tell my wife, I said, babe, I need to do this program. I need the liquid. And I said, uh, she was like, how are you going to get it? I believe in you. Do it. I said, I'm about to sell our furniture. Mm. She's, LOL, okay. Bruh, couch, love seat, coffee table, kitchen table, kitchen chairs, gone. Sold all of that. Everything that we had started rebuilding again, I was like, these are things, this is assets that I need for my business in order for it to grow. We could sit on the floor. I don't necessarily need comfort right now. Yeah. I need to be comfortable knowing that I'm setting us up for a different lifestyle. I cut our cable off. I stopped this iPhone plan and all that. Like, bro, I got the liquid. I paid for the course. And that literally shifted my entire business. From then on, I'm now like, and I hope nobody hears this as disrespect, but I'm now head of I'm head of the other entrepreneurs because they're they're not automating process. They're not building email lists. We we we're still talking to people now. Like, do you have an email list? Yeah. And people are still like, wait, email list, Texas. Why why would I need that? So being so far ahead, I then I'm like, now I need to learn how to sell. I joined ET's program. ET has a program called Extreme Execution. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm making some money. I got my community going. And I have literally, we now have $2,000 in savings. ET's program comes up. And he's like, yo, I'm going to teach you if you're a coach or this. Uh, this is a brand-new program that I'm doing. I'm going to teach you all how to sell. I'm going to teach you all how, you know, the disc assessment, all of that stuff. I'm going to teach you all this. I'm like, how much is it going to be? $2,000 in sale. <laughs> This is just, ah. Go back to my wife. Babe, I need to do this. I need this liquid. And, uh, of course, she's always been like, go. And I had built up a level of trust for her. She knew that whenever I said I need to do this, she knew that I'm going to, if we make this investment, I'm going to get it back. Mm -hmm. Trust and believe. So there was a guy, Terry Frazier, that uh, he connected me with E. And he was like, yeah, he said you could have his his number and you could just text him only. I was like, all right, bet. I text E for like, I, and I wasn't on some watch my videos or anything like that. I text him for like six, six weeks, no response. And then I was like, you know what? I'm about to start waking up at 3 a.m. And just to text E every single day. Finally, I get up at 3 a.m. Because I'm like, if he's saying in his videos, he gets up at 3 a.m., I'm up with you then. <laughs> and I'm sure people aren't, like, a lot of people aren't texting you then. And I got a video of him saying this. He said, my man started texting me at 3 a.m. And he said, when you start seeing this 515 number pop up every day, you decide, like, well, who is this? And he finally answered. I was able to ask him about the program. We talked. We chopped it up. He was like, you definitely want to do it. And I ain't going to lie. I was thinking maybe he was like, you know what? Just come on in. He's like, you definitely want to invest. And do- <laughs> I said, all right, okay. So so we we did the $2,000. What was great about it is that when he first started, he was so hands-on with it. From there, I literally start hosting my own calls within the group, teaching them funnels and webinars and all of that stuff. And um, I did it for my friend Richard, and then finally E.T.'s uh, COO, 
reached out, Lashana reached out to me and was like, yo, Isay, he wants you to do a funnel for him for Extreme Execution. I've got to pause really quick before we get back into the episode to give you access to a free gift that I have for you. Well, chances are you there's some knowledge that you know or service that you are already doing. And I tell people, if you are doing any service or have knowledge in your head, you should be able to automate that to generate revenue on the side, whether you're cutting hair. Well, while you're cutting hair, what if you could take the same knowledge and skill and automate that to show someone else what, how to do it? You generate revenue while also helping others. Well, I created a free training that literally shows you how to package your knowledge and your services into an automated online course. Well, now instead of giving someone access to your time or letting them take you out to coffee, you can give them access to your thoughts without your time. It generates money for you, but it also helps other people. So you can type www.monetizewithmarcus.com and you can get access to a free video training that shows you how to do it. Let's get back to the episode. I see. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we on the phone and I was like, <clears throat> yeah, I think we can. I think we can do that. Uh, let me check my schedule here. Looks like we're open. We can, <laughs> wide, wide open. Wide open. <laughs> looks, like we, looks like we can make room for you. And and I got a chance to like I had done it for other people and they had seen some wins, but for the first time I got a chance to get my full. Uh, e was instrumental in just kind of blowing me up a little. Bit. I got a chance to get my full vision of how I wanted to a launch to look, you know. And he was just like, whatever you want us to do. That's what we're going to do. And we did it. And we made a lot of money together. Uh, and from there, more people came. Shans and Him 500 and uh, uh, the founders of Support Black College and Female Real Estate Group. Everybody was like, yo, this is the go-to. And and when you do great work, then they talk about yeah. that work um, to other people. And that was, the, that was the thing that really set it off. Um, so that was the game changer for me. Man, hearing your path and your story, it goes back to what you said earlier. Yeah. Fighting through the yeah. battle you have within yourself. Yeah, bro. Because yeah. that's, that's what you're doing. That's what I did. There has to be, you you flat-footed entrepreneur, right? Yeah. There has to be a voice inside of an entrepreneur that you literally, what does not make rational sense. Yeah. yeah. Go for broke. And this is the, the reason why most people don't make it in yeah. this space, right? To sleep in, sleep in airports. Yeah. You, do the due diligence, and you didn't have false expectation that expected someone to invest in you come and you on. not invest in you. Come on. I think ET mm -hmm. ought to let me come for free. Well, yeah. that's him investing in you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. So I think that hearing your story is phenomenal, and it speaks volume to, number one, your brilliance, why you deserve yeah. the level of success you're reaching now, Amen. your core value of service. So, like, let's get into, like, the real nitty-gritty okay. of a launch. Okay, let's Right? Let's yeah. say— um, my statement I always make to my clients is the quality of the questions determine the quality of the answer. Absolutely. And most people ask bad questions. Yeah. What should I sell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They never ask the question, how do I sell and who do I sell it to? Yep, yep. Right? So because they don't have that question, they never come up with the answer to actually do it. You're yep. answering that question with, with webinars. Absolutely. So why webinars? Like, walk us through it. What yeah. do you teach your clients if they're preparing for a launch? Yeah, so one of the things that I teach, I don't, I don't do any, I don't put out any product unless I validate it with the with the consumer first. Mm -hmm. uh, I give this example of, you ever watched the show Power? Yes. So um, if you're a fan of Power, then you know at some point, season five, 50 Cent changes the artist that is singing the song, uh, the opening song. First it was Joe. Yeah. He changes it to Trey songs. The consumer, the people that are watching are like, no, nah, we don't like that. Change it back. And 50 is like, no, 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 no. Just give it some time. They're like, no, nah, we don't like it change it back ratings go down guess what 50 does change the song back why because we think in this situation we have all the power it is the consumer that is going to dictate what's hot and what's not yeah why wouldn't i validate my idea or product with them first oh you don't like okay well what would you like instead well, I would like this and this and this because I want to hear from the person that I want to buy from me. They're going to tell me how to package it. They're going to tell me what should be. Just tell me where it hurts. Just like a doctor. Like, I want to know the symptoms. Now, you don't know how to cure the symptoms. That's, that's my job. But the first thing I want to know from you is where does it hurt? Mm. Is, okay, oh, well, I'm, people are going to my checkout page, but they're not buying. 
Okay, that's where it hurts. Okay, where else? Well, I'm putting out content and people aren't sharing. They're not engaged. Okay, so you need to learn that. Okay, where else? Keep talking. Where else does it hurt? Well, I'm afraid to get on live. Oh, okay, so we got to work on the mindset. When I do that, they're creating the course for me. 100%. They're creating the coaching program for me. So the first thing I always do is, and this is the lost art of actually being able to get sales and all those things, it's called market research. All right. And so how I do market research is I'm going to prepare my theories and I'm going to put it in a survey or a question. Like, so we always start with theory, what we think people need. Right. But I want to validate these theories and I want to, I want to put it in. So I'm going to go to people that are my target audience. Who am I trying to solve a problem for? What skill set am I using to solve this problem? Okay, cool. Here's what I think people want. I thought people, when I did a survey, I was like, oh, okay, everybody's going to say, well, you know, I asked them, what would you consider ultimate win with your coaching program? And my number one answer that I put was um, me making six figures a year. I'm like, everybody going to pick that. That's my theory. Watch. And then I, I put other choices as well. But the number one choice, 65% of the people said, I just want to have a system where I can get new leads every day and know how to turn them into customers. They will prefer to learn how to fish. So I stopped using language of, let me show you how to make six figures. And I started using language like, yo, I want to teach you how to get consistent customers every single day or consistent leads every single day. And then being able to turn those into customers. If you hear my, um, me on social media, I always use the language of like, yo, in order for you to grow your business, you need more customers, right? Or some of you all, maybe you're at one or two, three customers um, a month and you want to get to that 10, 15, 20 plus customers a month. I want to show you how to put a system together that because they told me what to say. 100%. So in my webinar or in my content, before we get to the webinar, in my content, Based on what the interviews I did and the survey I did and all that stuff, I'm just going to put in there what you what you told me to say. I take away the the thinking. I'm I I also now the copy can be better, right? The the stuff that we're writing and the yeah. content that we're putting out, I'm only going to put out the symptoms that you already told me cuz everybody can recognize their own symptoms. Sometimes we get to the point where when we're marketing, we teach on the level in which we understand now. Yeah. And it's like that everybody doesn't understand at this level yet. So I must teach on a level in which they can understand, which they can understand their symptoms. If I say to you, man, people are going to their checkout page and not and not buying, you understand. Everybody knows people are going to the check or even let me make it even simple. You created a product or a coaching program and people aren't purchasing. <laughs> everybody understands that language. Everybody that's in that world understands that symptom. I do not have to do anything else with that. So that's how I create content based off the symptoms that you all told me that you're feeling. I'm going to create content from that. Now what I'm going to do is I'm going to say, listen, hey, I'm doing a free training, a webinar or a free live two day training, whatever it is. Right. And I'm going to really tell you how to overcome this symptom. I'm going to tell you the system that's going to make this symptom obsolete. Mm. So now we go from I, I engaged you, I created awareness by using your symptom to get your attention. Because you like just like, yo, if you if you're a person that needs to lose 40 pounds or more and you're tired of your knees hurting and stuff or you're tired of waking up and not feeling rested. It's like, OK, those are my symptoms. They're going to get me with that content. And then the next thing they're going to say is, yo, I'm, I'm doing a free training and I'm going to show you what you should do before you go to sleep. I'm going to give you a sleep routine that's going to have you do this and it's going to have you waking up, energize, all that. I'm I'm getting on that training. Yeah. I'm getting there. Okay. So I'm going to do the same thing at that point. Now, the reason why I do webinars is because what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to take more risk off of the consumer, off of the, my potential customer. So I have content that is bite-sized, and yes, you can gain something from that, but if I can get you on a two-hour webinar, if I can get you for the next two days, three days, now you get to get a sample of the brand. Mm -hmm. You get to see, like, man, how does my man teach? Do, do, do I get clarity from him? Do I like his voice? Do, can, can, does he visually stimulate me or, or intellectually stimulate me like I want to? Um, does he, do I like his compassion? Do I like his jokes? Do I like the red glasses? You get to fully get a sample of, no, nah, yeah, I rock with my man. Me giving that sample, it, it brings their alarm down. It starts to disarm people. 
And it starts to get people where, like, there's a no like, and trust that is being built. And I get to now, in two hours, get to teach, and I get to build my authority. Why? Because I'm going to show you who else I've worked with. I'm going to give you results that I work with. I'm going to show you my system, and I'm going to give you the framework and all of those things. So by the time we pitch, at the end, you're able to make a sound decision. Yeah. Not from an emotional place, but you can be like, I've seen the content. I just got if, – if, if this is a sample of how he teaches – I want that. That's the power of of a webinar. And introvert, extrovert, whoever you are, you can still do them because it's all about preparing the slides, preparing your team. You know what you know, right? So now we just got a structure in a webinar. And everything that's on the slides came from the interview that I did with my target audience. It yeah. came from the survey. So I'm not doing anything that you're unfamiliar with. All the language that I'm using, it's not going to be up here. It's going to be to the level in which you understand. That's the power of, like, you know, taking people from, you know, content to a webinar. And the last thing I'll say with that is when I do webinars, so we may have, like, the conversion. Let's say that I get 100 people on, and 10% are like, yo, I'm ready, I'm ready to invest right now. 10 is cool, right, great. That's the front end. Like, we can make an impact there and all those things. But what I'm really doing, I'm setting up for the real launch. Mm -hmm. I'm building a tribe. I, I have 100 new emails and text text numbers. 10 said, okay, cool. But 90 were like, you know what? I'm going like, to let you do some more nurturing with me. I ain't got no problem with nurturing. There's some entrepreneurs that has the problem with nurturing. They want the fast money, and you yeah. miss out. yeah. This, the, the six and the seven figures is in the follow-up. It's in the nurturing, right? The, what the long money, right? The, the, the lifetime value of the customer is in the nurturing process. Yes, you get the front end and, and then, okay, they may be gone. But this person like, mm, I want a little more, and I'll do that. Yeah. So now I have a consistent tribe that's building up. If I do another webinar, that's another 100 on top. Or maybe 5,000 now registered. That's 5,000 people. That a 500 may have purchased, and now, you know, the other are 4,500 are like, I'm still, I'm, I'm part of the nurturing process. So when I actually do a full out launch, I have 4,500 people that has not purchased yet that is like, I'm ready for what you have. What I think is so amazing and so important, like even if someone's listening, you don't just do this for yourself. You right. do this for other people. For sure, yeah. I think that's important to mention yeah. because someone's listening like, man, that's brilliant, but I wouldn't know how to think through all those things. That's true. What questions to ask, yep. how to set it up, how to launch it, what yep. happens if I'm stuck. Yep. So I, I think it's important that people understand you do this for people. You Absolutely. remove that guesswork. So what does it look like for someone to work with you? Yeah, yeah. So like... Um, in our there's there's two ways to do it. One, we we offer a done for you. However, there is a I don't want to sound like all arrogant and stuff, but don't like don't take it as that, y'all. Okay, there is an interview process that happens in the one on one, and literally it's it's not just like oh I got the money, so it, that's just not how it works. Like yeah. I have to make sure that we're fit, our spirits, our connection, all of that, because we're gonna be. Like, essentially, we're working. We're partnering in this thing. Yeah. You know, and when you do done for you, sometimes it gets to a point where somebody may feel like you're their employee. Okay. Brother. Come on now. We Are we getting home? This is my kumbaya moment. Yeah, <laughs> go, go ahead. Like, you just triggered me. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've had to have some, like, hold on. Who, who, who are you talking to? Let me let me see. Te you know what I'm text you right now. Hey, let's hop on a call right now. Uh, like, no. Like, what? <laughs> no. You know, and so, uh, you know, that process, I have to understand your spirit and understand that we're entering a partnership. Yeah. And in this, this is our goal. And I'm going to be a part of this. And if I'm committing, like your product or your whatever you have now is becoming a part of my life. It's going to be a, become a part of my thought process, my prayers, my like that. So that's why it's like I have to be very cautious of. Who we're bringing, who I'm bringing into my space. Mm. So a lot of people are like, bruh, I, I can't. So that's one way. Um, so we only take a few clients a year on that, but also we have our mentorship program. There's still an interview process for that. Mm -hmm. Only because, again, I'm very protective of my community. So now I wanna, I got other people that are counting on me 
So I want to protect their space. Yeah. I want to make sure we're getting the right energy in here as well. And in that process, like literally, like kind of like what you do, we we do it for you, but is it done with you? Mm-hmm. Like this is the process where you're learning, but we take care of the heavy lifting. Like we're gonna give you the funnel. We're gonna we're gonna do the the copy for you. We're gonna give you the copy templates. We're gonna we're gonna even connect the stuff for you so you don't have to deal with that. But there are still uh, opportunities for us to teach you what's happening, why it's happening. Uh, I strongly believe in people being able to fish for themselves. Mm-hmm. So although we create this dope funnel and process for you, we still want it to be a point where you can do it for yourself as well. I think so, it's yeah. powerful yeah. because your process gives people speed. Yeah, yeah. And it's so amazing. Like yeah. I keep saying it, the overlap of our business models. I yeah. constantly like yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. mine is Zach's do it yourself, done with you, done for you is yeah. my model. Right. Yeah, Those yeah. are three ways people can work with us. And I think it's amazing how you're doing it because of your expertise, the struggles, your two thousand dollar investment, selling your yeah. couch. They get the benefit of all of those years. Absolutely. Right. And they get it in a smaller window of time. So it's amazing what you're doing for entrepreneurs that are not techie, not salesy, don't understand marketing. They get a chance to come interview, be a part of your mentorship. And they get all your years of experience that you've done for all of these people, whether it be Eric Thomas, number one speaker. Yeah. All these influencers. We're not talking people who are just getting started in business. So you've helped. The new entrepreneur the and new, the seasoned and entrepreneur the season. yeah, yeah. with your process. So yeah, I think yeah. that's powerful. Yeah, absolutely. My question, a few more questions before I have to let okay. you go. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You, you got to promise me and fr- with everybody listening, do we get a part two of this? Let's go. Let's part, we let's just part two talk this about, thing. Like, let's part two this thing. I think we ought to just focus on what to avoid. We do like round robin. Mm. I think we need case study. Let's say person A is doing this, yeah. doing this, and me and you go I, back and forth. I was going to say, I think I would love like if we had a, a sheet and then we tackle it together. Like, okay, what would you say to this? And then I get, yeah. Say no that, more. I think that would be dope. Full case study episode. Yeah. Person do A's doing this, only have this many people on their list. Their oh, income goal is this. That would be, <laughs> be good. I would love, like, that's how I like to serve. Yeah, Let's yeah. do real things. Yeah, yeah. Say, say no more. Let's say do it no in June. more. June, I'm going to tell wifey to. Say no more. Because I know that's the, that's the boss right there. <laughs> I'm going to tell her to set it up. <laughs> Let me ask this. What do you feel, what do you feel has been your biggest mistake? That's my first question. In business, what has been your I gotta, biggest mistake? I got to pick like? one. Yeah, you like, oh, I wish I can get that one back. Yeah, I got to pick one. I think, um, man, like ego. Mm. Like, so my ego has made uh, several decisions for me. Where initially, when I started hiring people, you know, you start you start making the money, and I wanted to feel like a boss. So I'm like, okay, I want. I'm gonna hire you. How much you want? Dude, that's nothing. You know, let's do it. How are you? You so I'm just passing out checks, but I don't, I'm not passing out SOPs, systems and pro, you know, systems yeah. and process with it. I'm not passing out instruction. I'm just like, okay, you said you can do it. Let's do it. Um, so the biggest mistake was allowing my emotions to make financial decisions, and um, I learned that you know, uh, financial decisions are made from numbers, mm. data. Yeah. Yeah. We got to make data-driven decisions in business. And you, there are places where emotions can be when I'm marketing or online or whatever. Like, But in these in these decisions, we don't need your emotions right now. Yeah. And I made a lot of emotional decisions with money. And so it caused me to, like, having to let people go. And, and that's something I don't, I don't want to do because I know that your livelihood may be dependent on these, these funds or something. But I, I felt... Like I failed people. Yeah. Because I had to let you go because I didn't clearly articulate my need. And now if you stay, I'm building up resentment for you because at the time of my lack of maturity, I thought it was you. I thought you understood what to do and you knew what to do. And now I'm feeling resentment because you're taking my money and then I'm not getting stuff done. And it was like I if I had to now, I'll probably say it might have been twenty percent them. And I'll take that eighty because I lacked the the leadership to to fully articulate what I needed done, how I should get it done, dates, times, and have a process of delivery, all of those. I didn't have any of that stuff. Yeah. So I had to eat, bro. I had to eat all of that, and that's hard. That's hard. But I think uh, as an entrepreneur, you have to mature in that very quickly, and you have to re- you know take the ownership very quickly yeah. because if you don't you you'll be out here resenting and angry and all of that stuff towards people it's like it's not even people yeah it was me 
So that was the biggest mistake, bro. What do you feel like you got right? Did you look back and you say, okay, that's that's the mistake I got wrong, but boy, I got this one right. I, I think um, me uh, using, me being in this field of who I work with and why I work with and the impact, like, I got that right. Yeah. Me um, being able to sacrifice and sell furniture and all this stuff and me saying, like, babe, this is what we're going to pursue, and I'm going to help entrepreneurs, and I'm going to help people become self-sustainable, um, and I'm going to help other people making money. When I look at my group, my Dream Builder Nation squad, and I have one of my Dream Builders say, yo, I just hit my first 10K month. Yo, I just put in my 9 to 5. Yo, I just I just closed out on a deal on 40K. I'm like, I got that right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Me working with people directly. I know I got that right. Changing families, changing lives, yeah. helping yeah. dreams come true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and undoubtedly, dream builder nation. Yeah, exactly. I, love it. I know I got it right even now because as I'm talking about it now, I'm getting emotional. I, I I feel that now, like the connection with the people. And when I said their stories, I felt the connection there. I'm like, I know for, that this was just even further confirmation mm. that I got that right. Wow. You know what I'm saying? If, if someone's listening, how can they find you? How can they work with you? I'm out in these streets. <laughs> Everywhere. I'm in these streets, okay? No, but uh, you can, uh, at Words Taylor on Instagram, I'm there. And then the link in my bio will send you wherever I need, wherever I want you to go during that during that season gotcha. of my life. So, at Words Taylor, W-O-R-D-S-T-A-Y-L-O-R. And then you can find me on Instagram, and then we go from there. Man, what free gift you want? What free gift or discounted gift you want to give those listeners? What, Yo, you, what you trying to do? So, if they click the link, I always have a gift for people that that choose to follow me yeah they're like yo i'm gonna follow my man if you click the link in my bio i always have a gift for you and i um and part of that is i do free live trainings on weekly i love it people don't even know that bro. so, so immediately they can tap right in they can tap and start right learning in. some of these things you're telling right about now. web i love it right now i love it if you listen make sure you go and follow at words Taylor, yes, you won't look. You're gonna laugh. You're gonna learn. You're gonna be like, did he just say that to me? He, he said it. He said, he said. <laughs> All it, viewing his his social media is an experience, man. Thank you for your time, bro. Like I, I mean it a lot. Thank you, bro. Being a, getting a chance to unpack your story, yeah. And what I always try to do in, with with the podcast is make sure that we don't just talk business because there's more to life than that. That's one Absolutely. compartment, right? Our business is an expression of our whole story, our yeah. pain, our passion, and how we serve others. So. Yeah. Hearing your story, your journey. Yeah. Man, I'm excited. Thank you, bro. Even about what we're going to do together. So make sure you tap in with Words Taylor. This has been another phenomenal episode of Monetize Markets. Here's the goal of monetizing. How do you take your ideas, your concepts, package it into something that serves others that you can market and make money off of where you make more while working less? Make sure you don't just listen and learn, but you execute. I'll see you in the next episode.